Welcome to the Bad Tutors Podcast. If you're here for the newest, up-to-date, accurate information on the nerdy topics that are near and dear to your heart, well, let me tell you, you ended up in the wrong place. Here, we are all about hot takes and grandiose displays of in- misinformation. So, stick along for the ride and you might just blow a blood vessel or two. And no, we're not dead. We're just depressive procrastinators. And how dare you accuse us otherwise? Yeah, uh, you know, we're out here. We're doing episodes again. Uh, This one's on zombies. It is. We are talking about a genre as a whole that is very near and dear to my heart. Zombies have been a very big part of my life in the media that I like to consume for a very long time now. I find just how they operate and the theme that they set for things to just be so entertaining for whatever reason i don't know what it is i've just always been a fan of it and i happen to know that tyler is not a massive fan of that so we might have an actual fucking debate on this podcast yeah who knows we set out to have disagreements uh that we set out to broadcast our disagreements to the world because we have so Mm -hmm. much fun with them ourselves and this is finally one where uh what we're talking about we actually disagree on I find zombies incredibly dull, boring. Uh, they are the uh, the level one goblins that you're fighting in D and D. They are, uh, you know, they're like the stormtroopers uh, that are just getting mowed down. And you know, Star Wars. They're they're like the random grunts in the war movies that are unnamed, and you just see them die. Or maybe they just die off screen. Like, they are so boring and so so dull, they don't hold my attention anymore. Uh, And in a game where zombies are present, there should be an aspect of suspense that is so rare in those zombie games. Believe it or not, up until the end, I disagreed. Or, sorry, not disagreed. I agreed with a lot of what you said. The comparisons of like what they're similar to, I don't disagree with those at all. I just don't find that to be as much of an issue. All right. Well, you want to get into uh, uh, like the core of a zombie game, sort of explain what it what it is that uh, we see zombie games as. Yeah. So. We all know zombies, right? We all know how zombies work. Um, We've talked about it in the past. Like, when you get into, like, vampires, werewolves, witches, you gotta look at what media you're in. Twilight is different from Magic the Gathering vampires, which is different from Dracula vampires. Like, you can't keep necessarily a consistent lore between them. But something that I really enjoy about zombies is that, on whole... They are the same across all media. The only real difference you ever see is in speed, if we're talking like a World War Z type of thing, or your classic slow shambler like The Walking Dead, or, you know, literally any zombie media, realistically. And then we get into, like, when we're talking about video games more specifically, we get into, like, special zombies your boomers your volatiles any pick your media of course but you can get into that kind of a thing but realistically what we all know about zombies holds true regardless of what media you're in 
They are an undead of some sort, a human that is no longer a human, but still moves and does things mindlessly. And if you shoot them in the head, they die. And that's pretty much true for any zombie I've ever found in any media, realistically. Other than when you get into, like, a gameplay mechanic of if everything dies from one headshot, as you said, very little suspense. There's not a lot necessarily to do with that. So, like, game mechanics have to change the creature to suit the game itself, which I completely understand, of course. Um, So when I think about zombies, I think they're really two styles of games. We're going to be focusing a lot more on games other than maybe drawing references from the movies and TV, things like that. But in general, we're going to be talking about video games surrounding zombies, especially because Dying Light 2 is a very recent launch that I was incredibly excited for. Um, So your two types of zombie games, the way I see it, is your kind of like wave assault slash escape games. We're looking at like Left 4 Dead, Call of Duty zombies, things like that. And kind of like a more world-based story-driven game where zombies might not necessarily be the driving force of it, which I'll kind of get into in how I feel about that statement later, but they're ever-present and it's a constant threat throughout the game whether or not they're actually difficult or not, they're always there. It's always something that you have to be thinking about. That's your kind of, like, Dead Island, uh, Dying Light, and, like, kind of to a degree, Dead Rising. I haven't really played those, but those kind of feel like they almost fit the escape, but that just might be part of the story a little bit more. I don't know a ton about Dead Rising, to be perfectly honest. But, yeah, that's kind of what I think of for, like, a normal core zombie game playstyle. You're doing one of those two things, but you're going to be killing a lot of zombies, realistically. And I I just love it. I just can't get around it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't love it. See, okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's take an example that uh, almost anybody can... Uh, we're going to talk about... I'm going to talk about two games right now. I'm going to talk about Call of Duty. I'm going to talk about Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Uh, Call of Duty is your wave survival zombies that you're talking about. Uh, yep. Starts off, you know, you spawn in with a pistol, you shoot a zombie in the head, knife him once, or whatever the fuck it is, and they die. Uh, incorrect technique, but I'll allow it. Whatever it is, again, I don't play it because it's incredibly <laughs> dull. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as you go on, you unlock new guns, but it still takes roughly the same amount of time to kill each zombie and that's because they just get spongier and spongier with more damage to kill and even more damage to kill mm-hmm. uh and for me that is like the same uh as skyrim's difficulty settings so when you play skyrim you put it on the hardest difficulty you are hitting people with, like, a straw wrapper, mm-hmm. and they are smacking you with an actual fucking nuke half the time. Like, you yeah, run into you run into a bandit at level one with an iron warhammer, and you have like your starting iron sword, 
you're going to have to hit him about 30 times, and he's going to have to hit you, like, uh, two times, and then you die. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I feel like the same thing is true with zombie games, where it's just, like, the way that they they up the difficulty is make the enemies hit harder. Or, I'm sorry, make the enemies take more hits. Uh, yeah. And Skyrim does the same thing. They just also make the enemies hit harder. Uh, what I think could maybe uh, shake up the genre is to give it uh, Dark Souls um, sort of treatment where uh, the designers make the game with the difficulty in mind and then everybody experiences the game at that level of challenge. Uh, so instead of making zombies you know, increasingly get harder to kill... They're just always the same amount of hard to kill, uh, and there's just something else in the game besides just kill the zombies, you know, because <laughs> that that might make it more fun. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, fuck off hard, you know. Uh, it, it can still... Let me put it this way. If a headshot kills, like, the little bitch shambler zombie... Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like a bigger zombie, like uh, something from Left 4 Dead. Um, a headshot's not going to kill that in one shot, but it'll do a lot more damage. Uh, mm. But you shouldn't have to, uh, you know, shoot a zombie in the head three or four times uh, to kill them because you've been playing the game for longer. Because it, it almost seems punishing at that point. Uh, and uh, that's one of the issues that I have with, with zombie games is like, especially like Call of Duty zombies um, and like the wave survival ones is just the longer you are playing the worse it feels to play I again do agree with a decent amount of aspects of that Uh, some of them we're actually going to touch on when I talk about a couple of the bad zombie games when you say like it should be a consistent difficulty experience across the game I have one game that is very much like that and don't get me wrong, the game sucked for a lot of reasons, but I think that is also one of them with how they handled it. But we'll, we'll get into that one a bit later, because I guarantee you, unless you've read through these notes, there's zero chance you've fucking heard of slash remember this game. Because <laughs> it was obscure, and I was really excited for it, and remember being very disappointed in it, even though I only played it for like two hours. But, well... We'll co- we'll put a pin in that one and come back to it. As well as um, the uh, difficulty in Call of Duty Zombies specifically, because I do agree when you're, like, high-rounding zombies, that's not for me. That is very much not what I play the game for, because I 100% agree when it's just 200 bullets to kill one zombie. It's just excessive. Like, th- that's when the fun is taken out of it. I completely agree with that. Right. But I think... That's where Call of Duty, since the games have progressed, have really expanded on that. And in my opinion, eliminated that issue if you view it as an issue. But if you don't view it as an issue, because I know a lot of people... One of the guys we play D&D with uh, is a zombies high rounder. Uh, he, he loves that. So like, there are people that like it, It's but I agree. That style of gameplay is not for me. That is not something I've ever really been into in those games. So the biggest question is, why zombies? Why is this what captures my heart? And what it is, what I think it is, is the horde mentality of it. 
as as we know, I'm a sucker for a good hive mind. Zerg Rush, love it. I want all of the things on my screen at all times, smacking things for low amounts of damage that collectively amount to all of the damage at once. So when I think of zombies, that's what they are. And what I've kind of thought about it, there aren't really a lot of other creature types in any media that I could think of that like really fill that in the same way to say that like in a you couldn't replace aliens for zombies in a zombie game and you couldn't replace zombies for aliens in an alien game obviously that's a very extreme one-to-one comparison but like you know what I'm getting at like I don't think that zombies can be slotted in like on mass is like a standard enemy type i think when you make a zombie game if you're making it what i would consider to be a good one i suppose that should be zombies should be very forefront in the game they should like i said they don't need to be the driving point necessarily because like zombies don't really make great antagonists for video games if you want to make a really compelling story because they don't do anything. There's only so much you can really pull out of just zombies attacking you for a story. You have to have some other driving element in it. But it still really goes to say that, like, when a zombie, when zombies are the main enemy in a game, it in and of itself has already defined that game, in my mind. Like, if I hear that, like, zombies are the main enemy type of a game, I have very specific ideas going into it once i've learned a little bit more about it and like kind of what to expect for it and that's not to say that uh other horde based enemies don't work that's simply not true um things like vermintide and orcs must die really do fantastic jobs of using horde mechanics to still create an incredibly compelling game that works very well but even in those scenarios I don't think you could say that you could put zombies into those and it would even nearly be the same game. It just fills like kind of its own niche in my mind that you don't really find anywhere else. There's nothing else that just really fits like a mindless shambling horde that is coming. That's like my feeling playing zombie games is there's just this pressing despair of like there's more there's especially if you're talking like call of duty zombies or to a degree like even left for dead even though left for dead like very clearly has an ending you sorry for spoilers for left for dead and left for dead 2 (laughs) you've had a couple years to play it i know they escape at the end of every level and i believe they escape at like what the end of the game is so like i understand that but like when you're thinking of the story They escaped that situation, but the world is still zombies. Like, to me, they give just such an atmosphere to a world of, like, when we looked at, like, The Walking Dead, like, that's just a, the world is this now. Like, something like a plague happens and something that's like, okay, that can be rebuilt from and, like, it will obviously, like, incredibly alter the course of a world, but something like zombies completely changes it. There is no going back. Like, as soon as the dead start rising, that changes the laws of that world forever. And I feel like in a way that 
other things can't really capture. Like, say we were invaded by, to pull your example, like, goblins. A core-based goblin game. Would I play it? Abso-fucking-lutely. That would be so fun, someone please make it. But, that is not my point in this statement, of, it wouldn't feel the same. If you have an alien invasion, once you kill all the aliens, or make them leave, or assimilate, or pick your fucking answer, it's over. That's what it is. It's it's done. Yeah. Zombies feel like a very present threat at all times. I can't let my guard down at any point in time or I'm going to fucking die. And something about that just really fucking grabs me and I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, um, I, under- I understand what you are saying because, like, let- let's, let's say uh, the goblin thing. If there's a mm-hmm. goblin horde based game, um, someone please make it. That sounds so fun. Again, I want it. There is, uh, you know, a certain goblins have to grow up. They start as little baby goblins, then they grow up, and then they get swords, and then they run at our heroes and die. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how that game would work, right? Um, yeah. So if you like, literally, just keep killing them, uh, you can even like go find the goblin nest or lair or whatever. I just put an end to it by killing all of them, then, you know, the world can rebuild. I get what you're saying with the zombie game or a zombie setting is uh, every time someone dies, there's a fear that they were had either contracted the disease or were bitten or scratched or whatever. You know, that's another thing about zombies is that uh, there's certain ways that people become zombies, uh, certain ways you can prevent it, but... Whatever it may be uh, that makes them zombies, uh, it's always going to be a threat because life always ends. And so when life ends, zombies are always present. So I get, I get what you're saying about that. Um, I do. All right. So I'll, I'll move on and highlight a couple uh, zombie games. That these are... These are the good games that I'm going to talk about. Uh, And then we're going to tackle the bad games. The ones that we don't talk about anymore. The ones that got forgotten and probably should stay that way. But I'm going to, pun intended, dig up their corpse and bring them back to life. And yeah, I'm absolutely saying that. So we're going to start with uh, what is, in my incredibly incorrect opinion, the granddaddy of zombie games. The best ones. Uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Uh, it's uh, just an tr- untrue statement. That's not real at all, uh, f- for sure. I won't argue that in the slightest. But to me, it's what like really epitomizes what I like out of the, zo- the zombie genre for games. So Black Ops 3 is not only the epitome of Call of Duty Zombie games, but just the epitome of what I think they should be, especially if they're wave-based. That is definitely a preface. I don't think it should be the baseline for your story-based zombie games, obviously. But when I think of zombies, I mean, we call the game mode zombies. It hasn't been Nazi zombies in a while, obviously, but like if someone, a gamer says, oh, I'm gonna go play zombies, you're not like, oh, dying light? You're like, oh, they're gonna go play Call of Duty zombies. It has become synonymous with the word when you say it in that context. Um, so, it can have, like, 
a really fucking crazy learning curve, which I don't think a lot of people necessarily appreciated as much as maybe they should have. Like, people are wildly good at that game. They are at every, like, every game you can find, people are absurdly fucking good at it. But, like, I see people do things in that game and, like, when we're talking about, like, Easter eggs and stuff, which we're going to get into in a second, like, there's just such a high skill cap to fucking zombies of all goddamn games. Like, why does Call of Duty... I get it's a Twitch shooter, but, like, it has such a crazy skill cap for what is, in essence, a non-PVP mode that still is being made to this day, even though they're shitty and have been for a second. But, like, that's, again, besides the point. <laughs> we're not we're not going to talk about Vanguard zombies or Black Ops 4 zombies, because both of them are trash so we're just gonna forget those ones exist right off the bat just we're not talking about those two games at all also i haven't played them but mostly they're trash um so as we all kind of know call of duty zombies started off as literally a tacked on bonus mode to world at war that was a pet project of some of the developers at the time and it is now one of the biggest sprawling things in the zombies genre. Like I said, it's kind of it's synonymous with the word zombies. If you just say that, um, and it definitely includes a lot of very insane, incredibly convoluted storylines that I will spare you from learning about. And please don't ever make me cover it. I really don't want to. It's just so fucking much. I don't want to do the research for that. It's, oh God, I don't even understand it. And I like zombies. But regardless of that, if we look at Call of Duty zombies from World at War until now, so up to Cold War zombies, realistically, is what I'll be talking about, you can find two genuinely, completely different games. They, sure, they kind of look the same and all that, but they play so differently other than shoot zombies in the face, that's kind of, like, the only linking thing between them at this point. Like, obviously, they're carrying mechanics over and things like that. But, like, you play them so differently, and the game has evolved so much from just being some shit some developers were working on because they were bored in the office, and I think that's incredibly cool. Uh, to kind of call back to what you were saying earlier about things becoming just bullet sponges in that game, which, like I said, I completely agree with. I do not find high rounding and zombies very fun. What I like to do is go for Easter egg clears, which is kind of divisive to me. I really like the Easter egg system. For those that don't know, the storyline of zombies isn't told through, or it is told through cutscenes technically, but not in a traditional Call of Duty sense of. Hit round 50, get a cutscene. Hit round 75, you get the next cutscene, something like that. They take place in the form of Easter eggs, which started in, depending on how you want to say it, either Doris or Ascension. Realistically, Ascension, that's when it was like a little more. There were things to do, you weren't just shooting 12 different locations because that's what you were supposed to do. Like, even the Easter eggs in the game have gotten way better and way more complex and so much more interesting throughout the life of the games. But I'm going to talk about kind of the good and bad, in my opinion, of Easter eggs' as story. I'll start off with the good stuff in that I think it gives a very good incentive to 
keep replaying a map until you actually complete it, especially if you are a big fan of the game, even if you don't care about the story necessarily. Like, I only kind of care about the story. I've completed all but one of the Easter eggs in Cold War, and I couldn't give less of a shit about the story, but the accomplishment of beating the Easter egg and being able to say that you've done it is just such a good feeling in that and obviously like i've said before we can find that in any game any difficult game where there's a difficult thing to do there's obviously a good sense of accomplishment there but it also gave the community such an interesting dynamic it gave them a real dynamic of a new map launched we know there's an easter egg on this map that tells us new story information we have absolutely zero fucking idea where it is, where to start, what to do, or anything else. So every new map launch became a race to solve the Easter egg and beat it as quickly as possible. Which, in a zombie, in Call of Duty zombies, having like this crazy puzzle element to it, just like kind of feels unheard of. Like that doesn't seem like anything. Like I can't personally think of any other games that like really have that kind of thing maybe like your dark souls we just had elden ring launch of course i'm sure there have been thousands and thousands of people smacking every fucking wall in the game to find illusions but like outside and that's even to find an area or a weapon not i'm going to learn the story because i found this illusionary wall so it's just like very different and i don't feel like we see something like that in a lot of other games and it also kind of allows the developers to put new and kind of like innovative mechanics into the core gameplay loop and that's one of the other things that i find interesting when doing easter eggs and zombies is the game doesn't stop you're still wave-based killing zombies the whole time there are many many steps in easter eggs where if you're playing with multiple people someone's going to be walking in a circle for a bit just keeping one zombie while the other people go do the easter egg which can be kind of annoying and i'll also get into that in a second but like i feel like there aren't a lot of games unless you can think of some like i can't i honestly can't think of anything that like really kind of compares to that in modern day you know yeah, I I would agree. Um, I think most games either set out to accomplish story or uh, uh, like addictive gameplay. I think. Yeah, exactly. I think something mm. kind of close might be like uh, like Overwatch. Uh, kind of did it, you know. They, oh, did they? I did not follow Overwatch closely enough to know anything like that. That's cool. Though. I didn't either. Uh, I got kind of bored of Overwatch really quickly. But when I was mm-hmm. playing it, I do remember we just got all of these um, like heroes. And uh, with every new uh, skin or every new hero release or champion or whatever they're called in Overwatch... Mm-hmm. Um, you would get like a new look into like who was what, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, they yeah. did those PVE events with skins tied to them, like the Black Watch and stuff like that. Um, 
there there was some sort of like discovery aspect but it was never it was never like a new map just dropped let's go find this story it was always a new character just dropped here's their story and how it sheds more light on overwatch Mm. as a whole uh so i guess to say that i would probably say that call of duty zombies is one of the only games out there where like that's that's where you get your story is by like discovering it as a community which is is that's cool I actually did just think of one other one that I don't know if you'll even know about this. You'll 100% know the game. It's Team Fortress 2. Mm. Team Fortress 2 did that with their... And I am not a Team Fortress 2 player, so I'm going to get a lot of this wrong and misquote a lot of it, I'm sure. I'm going to give you a very basic breakdown of what I know. Uh, You know the Man vs. Machine, which is... Again, a wave-based survival, but with uh, robots that uh, are replicants of all of the different classes okay. in TF2. Uh, or if you didn't know that was a game mode, it is, or was, may not be any longer. Um, but I watched a whole video on that. Uh, Valve was hiding secrets and uh, little Easter eggs about that game mode for like the last five or six years before it came out like notes on tables in games of this is going to be horribly misquoted so i apologize to any team fortress 2 fans um they're the the whole point is red and blue are like two brothers that made opposing companies or some shit like that sure something along those lines but there was actually a secret third brother that also made his own company but he made robots and they had been, like, hinting at it for multiple years. Like, when they released it, people were, like, backdating. Like, going back and looking at things to, like, kind of figure out what it was. So that's, like, that is now the only other example of that that I can think of. And that one came to me literally right now. Gotcha. So there is So there is at least one other thing that's doing it. But, like, again, I find that incredibly cool. That's so cool to be able to bring a community together like that to like solve this massive puzzle in a game that is not a puzzle game like when people were trying to solve the last level of fez that's a puzzle game fucking of course they were that makes perfect sense but in the shoot shoot zombie go dead game that's really cool to me but to kind of get back to like the mechanics of it um some of them are good and some of them are bad. Like I said, um, I've done a number of Easter eggs in both Cold War and Black Ops 3 with our very good friend Robert. Uh, and I'm the one that knows the Easter eggs because I have time to watch all the content of this I want and learn what we have to do. Which unfortunately kind of means that he can sometimes be delegated to holding a zombie for like... Ten, five to like 15 minutes depending on what the step of the easter egg is like there are a handful of maps that have simon says parts of their easter egg that it's just annoying and there's really no way around that statement but other maps uh one of my all-time favorite now zombies maps for black ops 3 the launch map of the game shadows of evil has parts of their easter egg if you're going through it the technical first part of that easter egg and to be honest a lot of more recent easter eggs is build the wonder weapon for the map but that's normally like 
somewhat straightforward. It's not normally like the most complicated thing, especially once you've like done it once, maybe twice. It's incredibly easy to pull off and you can do it pretty mindlessly, unlike completing a full Easter egg. And say in Shadows of Evil, you get the Wonder Weapon and it's this big fuck off sword that you can just swing and obliterate everything. So that's something that like, do you have to do that in that map? Absolutely not. You can play it as a straight zombies map. Buy my guns, hit the box, pack a punch, all your normal shit. But if you want, you can do like part of this Easter egg, get a cool thing, and then just keep going with the map. You don't have to continue the Easter egg at all. And that's also, again, kind of cool to me. I, I like that there's like the option of like, yeah, you don't have to complete the full Easter egg to get a benefit out of it. There's like partial benefits on steps as you're going through it which is nice gives kind of just like a reward as you're going through lets you know you're doing the right thing type of thing and this also like kind of like i mentioned a bit uh it gives hardcore fans something to really latch on to like when you're trying to solve the easter egg or being the first to complete it or i absolutely fucking love zombie speed runs it's probably some of my favorite speedrunning content to watch. And as you know, I fucking love speedrunning. I don't do it because I'm bad at games, but I really love the idea of it. And I think it's such an interesting way to play games and go about them. Right. Now, some of the bad things of having your Easter eggs as... Or, sorry, not having your Easter eggs. Having your storyline of a game hidden behind these things. Firstly, it means that a really good part of your audience will literally never see it because sometimes they're just absolutely infuriating there, whether it's because a map is difficult, an Easter egg step is difficult, or just there are a lot of them, unfortunately, that require a full team of four to actually complete the Easter egg. Going back to Shadows of Evil... It's one that I was working on beating for a very long time. I sunk a lot of hours into trying to beat that map. Holy shit, it's so hard. And also, you technically can't complete it without having four people. So the speed run goes up to a certain point in the Easter egg. It's the second to last step. But you still can't actually complete it unless you have four people. So that means unless you have three friends that like zombies and are good enough at it to complete an easter egg with you you're kind of just relegated to watching somebody else do it which does feel pretty shitty to me i don't love that because the odds that you will ever be able to coordinate with randos on call of duty of all games to be able to complete like some like decently technically challenging easter egg steps at some point in it um yeah in in the black ops 2 easter egg buried the final step or maybe second to last step is a very technically challenging um like aim test all you have to have four people and i believe you have a minute maybe a minute minute and a half and all of you have to get 100 percent accuracy as targets keep popping up, Buried takes place in, like, an underground western city. They'll, like, pop out throughout, uh, like, certain parts of the city that you'll all be looking at. Uh, kind of like an 
old west shootout type of thing, but like arcade shootout. And it's really tough. Like even for people that are good at shooter games, like it is not easy. I, I mentioned our friend that plays a lot of zombies as well. He said it took him like a number of times to be able to complete it with his friends who are all like, at the very least, very skilled zombies players. So like having that be the only way to experience your story, even though I do find it intriguing and it's a kind of a take that we don't see in other games, sometimes it's kind of a pain in the ass and like obviously you don't want to have a cop out of, oh well there's an easier version if you're on one player because that completely devalues it. But like, I don't know, that it just feels bad that like I have one friend that plays zombies, therefore I can't complete right. half the Easter eggs that zombies has to offer. That just feels kind of shitty yeah. to me, you know? No, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, I, I, I've let you go on a little bit about how great Call of Duty is, and you know, you just you just touch the things that's bad about it. But I, I'm gonna get into the part mm-hmm. that uh, you know anybody that doesn't like Call of Duty zombies is thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Why? Would you load up a game of zombies? And for me, there is no reason. It's mm-hmm. like a very arcadey game. Uh, you you're just trying to rack up you know points and last as long as possible. Uh, and it really cannot hold my attention. And I know Easter eggs. I don't know. Like I might do Easter eggs one time. Like I'll do it. Like I'll do it the one time, and then I won't touch the map again. Uh, mm-hmm. And with all that being said. That's if I if I even find it worth doing. Because, like you said, the story is so convoluted and confusing oh, that, like, for me, I would rather watch a video essay on YouTube about somebody who took the time <laughs> to sit down, do all the fucking Easter eggs themselves, break it down, and then put it in chronological order while also... Uh, you know, keeping track of all the other games and stuff, and like, yeah, like, and I'd be lying if I said I hadn't watched those video essays. Yeah, and again, like, there's there's not enough uh, substance to the game. Uh, for me, it's it's always just grab the one gun you like, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Grab those perks that you have to have, like Juggernaut, whatever the other ones are. I don't play it anymore. Yeah, you're you definitely have there's been an issue of like what what's known as like a crutch perk in the game. Things like jug, that's like you're gonna buy it. Yeah. If you're playing single player, you're buying quick revive. Yeah. It's not a question. You have which I'll after you're done, I'll touch on Cold War because I think Cold War has addressed a lot of those issues. But continue. Well yeah, like, you know, you grab your gun, you grab your perks. Shoot a couple zombies until you get, like, you know, however many points. Then you do the pack-a-punch. Uh, mm. Now you have your gun that you really like, and it's upgraded. Uh, so what's next? Uh, I'm going to run in a circle, get them all together, and then shoot them every now and then. And then mm-hmm. uh, a new round starts. I'll do that again until I don't get a max ammo and I have to use a new gun. And then I'll pack-a-punch it and then do the same thing. To, to to the people, yeah, to the people that don't want to do Easter eggs, 
uh, or, you know, don't have, like, the friends to do it. That's kind of what it boils down to, and that's, like, it's kind of boring. Yeah, I don't disagree with a lot of that. I'm curious, you don't really know many of the changes that Cold War made to zombies, correct? Correct. Okay, I want to bounce a couple of them off you, because I... I don't think it will draw you in to play the game, but I think you'll at least be able to look at it and go, oh, they are addressing some of those issues. Um, for one, just uh, agreed with, like, beat running out of ammo and just, like, having a million points so I go re-get a gun and pack-a-punch it again. Stupid. Dumb shit. Therefore, Cold War um, made it so in realistically in like all of the different areas like every time you buy a door the new area will more than likely have an ammo canister that you can just go and buy more ammo at so it completely solves that issue of just being sol because things are so fucking tanky that they take five mags to drop 10 so they like don't get me wrong they didn't necessarily fix that part of the issue right but they fixed the like limited ammo part of it um, and they added a lot of, so what Cold War really did is add a lot of depth to the game, both inside and out. Not necessarily in the core gameplay, because, yeah, you're running around, shooting them every once in a while, getting your perks and shit like that. One big thing they did is remove a perk limit. You can have every perk in the game if you want, if you have the points for it. What it is, is they start at 2,500 and then go up 500 points each new perk that you buy okay so that's like a decent change um armor they added in which is just like a second health bar that i honestly don't know the exact mechanics of how it works what i believe it is is it takes off like a static damage number every time so you do get hit through your armor still but you get hit much much less hard i don't know the actual like calculations or anything on it though but one of the big things that they did that really holds my attention in Cold War Zombies over any of the other ones is the out-of-game progression that they did. So what they did in that, as well as something that will play into this in a second, uh, there's now end conditions to zombies that aren't dying or completing an Easter egg. You can exfil every ten, first at round 10 and then every five rounds after that. You can exfil and get bonus xp for leaving and living as well as you get um upgrade materials for things these aren't for your guns the guns in and of themselves have um i mean multiplayer progression in in cold war it is literally multiplayer progression if i level up my gun to max level in zombies i have that gun max level in multiplayer and vice versa which is also just a very nice touch even though i don't give a fuck about multiplayer i literally couldn't care less it's a nice touch that you don't have to level your guns both times if you enjoy both sides of the game but what they really added in something that i think is also very important in a zombie game that i didn't really touch on yet is they gave you a way to be incredibly overpowered you can still fuck up you can still die But what they did is they gave all of the different classes of weapons, all of your field... uh, Oh god, what are they called? All of your special abilities, 
Um, also, it added special abilities. So, like, the one that I always use is a blink that turns you invisible for a bit, so all of the zombies run away. Robert uh, uses the exact opposite of give me regening armor and have everything come attack me in slow motion. Uh, as you can tell, very different play styles. And if I gave you a list of all of them, you could probably have guessed that those are the two that we would use. <laughs> but they also did put those in, in your field upgrades, your perks, and your weapon classes all have out-of-game upgrades. So everything now has five levels out-of-game. As I said, if you exfil, or just when you complete a round, uh, complete a round in any way, sorry, not round, uh, game of zombies, whether you die or exfil, you get um, ether crystals, which that's a whole... That's a whole ether. Don't worry about that. That's some it's a currency story bullshit. We're, yeah, it's the, it's your currency. Um, you have upgrades now that go up to level five on all of these things. So if we take a look at Jug, all of these things you use Ethereum crystals to upgrade from levels one to five, starting at level one. So we'll take Speed Cola as an example, as I assume we both know is a perk in the game that lets you in cold war it happens to let you swap your weapons faster but in the older games it would give you increased reload speed in in the old games that's all it did it gave you increased reload speed it was always a good perk to get but that was it so in cold war they have five levels to which you upgrade the first level is you swap weapons faster oh sorry it does have a reload speed i'm a fucking idiot yeah it by the baseline has a 15% bonus to reload speed. So it is exactly the same as the old one. When you upgrade it to level one, you also now swap your weapons faster. When you upgrade to level two, your field upgrades recharge 20% faster. Level three, your reload speed goes to 30% bonus. Four, you repair barricades faster and weirdly the box, the mystery box settles faster, which like cool, but whatever. <laughs> um, and in the fifth upgrade, all of the fifth upgrades, of course, were added later into Cold War, and they're, like, like the really powerful ones, of course. Uh, you fire and reload while sprinting at full speed. So, like, that's kind of fucking nutty. Like, that's getting to, like, a good perk. And these are now things that you're not upgrading them mid-game. If I have Speed Cola at level 5 out of game, out of a match, when I buy Speed Cola in-game... All of those things apply. So some of the perks and things are like if you're looking at weapon classes, when you have it to level five, you have like a sometimes like a 30, 40 percent damage boost on like headshots and stuff like it gets fucking wild. Like you feel like a com you feel like a tank when you start the fucking game, just tearing shit down if you have like a certain level of skill, of course, but like. That progression system of, like, I completed, I had everything fully upgraded, I believe after, like, two or three, god, do I have two or three hundred hours? I don't know, like, a long time. Like, that wasn't, like, a knock it out in a weekend thing. That's, like, a, I had been playing for, like, a month and a half, like, pretty fucking consistently. You saw how much I was playing zombies when I, yeah. like, got Cold War. I was playing it all the fucking time, and it took me a while to get that to get everything leveled up but once you get there 
it feels so good. I really like games. I've talked with you about Borderlands a lot, of like how in Borderlands you should feel like a god. That is the point of that game to me. I want to feel as broken as humanly fucking possible. Give me the biggest gun that just one... If I can one-shot everything in that game and there's no challenge, honestly, good. That is how I want that game to feel. Not no challenge, but like you know right, what I mean. Right. Um, Zombies very much has that feel to it as well. I want to feel like I am literally mowing down hordes of the undead and when you have everything upgraded it really hits that itch and the other thing that really keeps me coming back to cold war zombies is camos that they put into it black ops 3 had these as well but cold war just kind of grabbed me for a while and i stopped playing black ops 3 for a bit but being i when when i came to stay with you for a bit because everyone had fucking covid um I was grinding camos in that game, like, all fucking day long, because it just feels good. They gave the game some really good out-of-match progression system that really keeps you coming back to it. And I think, of course, assuming you're a fan of it, you probably wouldn't get as into this because you're not a fan of zombies. But if you are a fan of it, I think they've really changed up the formula enough to give some, like really good incentive to continue returning to the game yeah i mean that's good right uh still not for you of course no but like i it's just going to show that like they do hear those criticisms and they're at least thinking about it which is cool for you know activision at least they listen to something yeah you know yeah good on them i guess it's the least that they could do being Activision, but like, mm-hmm. hey, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Left 4 Dead because I can't stand Call of Duty Zombies and I don't want to hear yep. about it anymore. Yeah, so the two I have two games that I'm really going to be talking about a lot, and as you can probably now tell, Call of Duty Zombies is one of them. But we will move on from that. Left 4 Dead. And the sequel is what what I feel most people would realistically consider the pinnacle of zombie games. It, whether or not that's, like, in general, just, like, as a whole, the best zombie game. Or, at the very least, the best multiplayer zombie game. Like, you'd probably agree. Like, what's above that other than, like, maybe Resident Evil, which I'll very briefly talk about. Yeah. Uh, but, neither of us really have any ability to talk about Resident Evil, so we won't. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll touch very briefly yeah. on Resident Evil Four, but that's really my only experience. But yeah, Le- Left 4 Dead is uh, is the other zombie game that I played besides Call of Duty. Uh, <clears throat> Left 4 Dead's the other one. There's two of them, <clears throat> and it's those two. Yeah, that makes sense. So the thing that makes Left 4 Dead is an interesting one. Because the thing that realistically makes Left 4 Dead as good as it is, is how is the AI storyteller. Similar, or I guess this will be a backwards analogy, similar to Alien Isolation, uh, the AI behind the game is what gives it all of its presence. Obviously, Left 4 Dead came first, and they're not really that alike, but they both have very in-depth AIs that dictate how the game works. When it comes to Left 4 Dead, 
your AI storyteller, uh, Left 4 Dead technically has multiple routes through every map, but you more than likely will not get the same one twice because the AI director takes into account how much health you have, how much ammo you have, how many people are alive on your team currently, and just a bunch of other things, and then it decides how hard to make the game. It'll see if you're, like, really struggling. It might take out a couple zombies, or it might give you the shortest path to the next objective or the next uh, safe room or things like that. But if it sees that you're stocked the fuck up, you have full health and everyone has a med kit, it's going to go, all right, there's a tank around the next corner. Actually get fucked, idiots. And that's what, like, really, I believe it or not, I've watched some video essays on this one as well. Um, and that's a big thing that, like, really keeps people coming back into this game. Like, Left 4 Dead still has, honestly, for how old it is, a crazy player base. It peaked at, like, 38,000 in the last 30 days of when I wrote this script, so it's different now. But even then, it averages, like, around 17,000. And for being that old, that's kind of fucking wild when you think about it. Like, it's not an MMO. It's not like, come level up and do my dailies. It's just Left for Dead. But it's still consistently kept that player base. And, of course, you can argue that that is very much down to the AI director itself. Because that is what makes the changes in the game. That is what makes the game what it is. But then I go back to my point that I don't think any other enemy type works in that realistically like to fill that niche in in like of course like we said like a vermin tide can do it but that is a very different way of enemies operating right. like they have i've only played a little bit but like they have a, like a decent amount of intelligence other than like probably the little baby skaven i assume right like they, yeah i'm sure that the big guys start like using tactics and things and avoiding you and th i i don't know exactly no yeah that's right getting more complex there's yeah. there's a uh, certain i mean it's very comparable to left for dead in that aspect of like um you know there's like an assassin that'll just come and like nuke one of your guys and then fuck off or there's uh yep. there's like a grabber that like uh uses like a like a noose and drags you away and your teammates gotta mm -hmm. stop them uh and another thing that the game does really well is like they'll just be like random massive hordes when you get past a certain point and uh you'll be thinning the horde yeah. and all of the sudden uh you know you hear like a gatling gun starting up and then like oh your fucking tank just got shredded because there yeah. was a rattling gunner in the uh in the horde that you couldn't see. Thank you for correcting the rat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. As a 40k and Warhammer fan, I do appreciate that. Well, yeah, so I mean, like, in terms of zombie games, Left 4 Dead is the one that I would play again if I were had the itch. Um, mm -hmm. And that's because I think it accomplishes the horde system very well with, like, the specialized units. And, uh, you know, they have a, a, like, triggered horde uh circumstance or whatever like you're talking about mm -hmm. where it's like okay now there's like two million of the fucking little um little bitch zombies that you gotta kill on top of like right. uh you know like a, a belcher or whatever they're whatever they're called um yeah and i also like the fact that you can beat it with uh, an escape which is uh not something that i really knew that you could do with call of duty 
Um, uh, but like uh, that is brand new. But it is old I, I will old. say, I imagine that the way that Call of Duty accomplishes it is Left for Dead because uh, Left for Dead makes it seem like that's always the objective, and it's not like uh, I don't want to use the term cop out, but I'm gonna use the term cop out uh, for the the COD extract. Um, it is, and it isn't. It's less grandiose for sure like i'm blanking on the name of the left for dead map but the one that everyone replays that ends in the concert that you can mod in whatever song you want Mm -hmm. uh like that is a crazy set piece fight like it is intense it's really fucking difficult and like you're not always gonna make it past that you kind of have to fuck up to not exfil in, in Call of Duty. You're right. Yeah. It, what happens is you hit around and they go, hey, exfil is clear. Uh, you go activate an item that's normally like around the spawn or somewhere throughout the map. And then you have to run to the exfil zone and then kill a certain amount of zombies that are there. But once you get to a certain point, it's pretty fucking trivial to do so. Because either you, if you've been playing long enough in that match you just to be honest what i do a lot of times when i just want to end a game you just get a chopper gunner kill streak um which you have to craft through a whole crafting system that i won't go into to like not talk about too much more cod zombies sure but you can just do that mow everyone down in two seconds exfil uh drop out of the chopper gunner and just go hop in backfill so, like, it, they did kind of do it, but, like, you're right. It's not nearly as much as it is in, like, Left 4 Dead or something like that. You're right. Yeah, so, you know, the, the reality for me with zombie games is uh, there doesn't feel like a reason to play them a lot of the times. But Left 4 Dead, you know, there's, there's the objectives and stuff, uh, which, which makes it a little better, but... You want to move on to uh, to Dying Light now? Yeah, I can talk about uh, some Dying Light. We'll take kind of a switch from what we've been talking about of the kind of first genre of zombies, as I laid it out with the like wave assault and uh, escape kind of type of thing in your survivals, uh, and move on to the more story driven games with uh, Dying Light and now Dying Light Two: Stay Human. It only took seven years, and I'm very happy with it it's a very to say that up top i have a couple issues with the game but it is very good i very much recommend it i think it's a great game Uh, and uh we're gonna we're gonna let ian take this one over because i've not played uh dying light one or two mm -hmm. uh or any of the other games that we're gonna be discussing Yep, I, I might be a bit, a bit solo on this one, but uh, well, feel free it, to interject at any time, of course. As well. At least on Dying Light, because uh, yeah, I, I know for a game that's based so heavily on story like Dying Light, for me to have no exposure to it, like no media consumed, mm-hmm. that's uh, it. Would, <laughs> what what could I actually offer besides just taking a stance against you for the sake of it? Of course, uh, right. So we're gonna let you fly solo on this. All right. So I'm 100% going to get to this later, but in a sentence, Dying Light is what Dead Island should have been, and I'm sure I've titled this video something like, I'm a Dead Island stan, fight me, or some dumb shit like that, because I absolutely love that game, but we're going to save that one until the end. 
But that is, to me, just such a true statement, and Dying Light 2 really confirmed it to me. Um, now this one, to me, as I said, Call of Duty Zombies is kind of an epitome of what I think that side of a zombie game should be like. Dying Light 1 is what I think the story side of a zombie game should look like. Now, the zombies are a bit more of a set piece, and they're not necessarily integral to the storyline. They are, in a lot of ways, and in a lot more ways than in Dying Light 2, which I'll cover in a minute. Um, but they are very much always in your face, unless you're on the rooftops, which, like, it's a parkour game. You're going to be on the rooftops a decent amount of the time, of course. But if you fuck up or fall or get hit off of a rooftop or anything, you know for a fact into some zombies. Whether or not you run from them, kill them, whatever, that's up to you. They might not be the most dangerous, but even then, they're still there. And even when you're in, like, the safe areas, you can almost always either still see or still hear them. So you're always, they're always there. They're, like I said up top, they're ever-present, which is what I really love about them. There's no way out, even though, in like in a lot of games... Uh, your character is immune because who fucking knows they have to be otherwise it doesn't make sense how does this game work if you ever die so like that happens uh but fucking whatever like that's something that if you like zombie media especially in video games you kind of just have to accept that they're not necessarily going to explain why the person you're playing as doesn't become a zombie even though they get hit fucking constantly like unfortunately that's just kind of a thing and ah you just gotta have to move past it unfortunately but with the like kind of parkour and combat systems in that game it a lot of the time felt like you were on the back foot against zombies like your weapons break in that game and when you start out your weapons are trash they are bad they break constantly and in the second game you can't repair them or anything you just have to go so you're finding new weapons. You always feel like you're on the defensive from the zombies until like probably like halfway or if not more into the game when you're like, okay, I'm like kind of set up. I can like take on things more. They're not just going to three shot me anymore. I feel like it almost kind of has a little bit more of the scaling that you're looking for in those games in the first one, but it really made you kind of be a little bit more strategic with things and it made you avoid your main roads and your heavily populated areas because you know or you can't be certain that you were going to get out of that situation if you got into it like there was a very decent chance that you could just fucking die if you landed on the wrong car or set off an alarm or just triggered a whole group of zombies there was a decent chance you weren't going to be making it out of there alive so, like, you really had to pick your battles and, like, what equipment you were willing to lose in certain cases, which gave a very dynamic feel to the game and, like, made it feel like as you're coming up through the game, you really feel like you're getting stronger. You very much, like, viscerally feel it. And one of the best things in the first Dying Light, even though, to be perfectly honest, I experienced very little of it, because I'm a little baby bitch boy and I don't do horror very well. Uh, both Dying Light games have a day-night cycle where the 
zombies will roam more at night and they will be more in the streets and they will be more aggressive towards you so there are certain activities that you want to do in the day there are certain activities that you want to do at night in the first dying light night was fucking terrifying there were one of the um special zombie variants in dying light one were called volatiles they were like these like kind of glowing massive shrieking boys that would run at you at like fucking mach 5 there was a dedicated button in that game when you were running to look backwards for that reason when you were in a chase sequence and it was it genuinely terrified me so much that i only ever did it when a main quest required me to go out at night, I did nothing else there, even though they incentivized you to do so by giving you bonus XP for things as you went out. I just didn't want to be that fucking scared. And they did a fantastic job capturing that fear in those chase sequences. That was like a... If you're in a chase sequence and you fuck up once and miss a jump maybe not once but like you make more than one or two mistakes and they're gonna catch you and they're going to kill you which gave like a real actual like sense of suspense outside of just there's zombies everywhere which i know you're not a huge fan of so like that's a, like a little bit more in that direction of like actual tension right there in the gameplay right in your fucking face right now dying light 2 nerfed the fuck out of night and like to the point where i don't even pay attention to the clock anymore i just go why is it oh flip my flashlight on it's dark now and then i just keep running through they especially the thing that really did it is they took out the volatiles or at least how far i've played into the game i have not beaten the game yet i suppose i will make a disclaimer on that but i also won't really be covering the story of this game so that's not important um they took those out as far as I've seen. So you only have normal zombies chasing you, and it's just incredibly easy to get out of a chase in that game, it feels like, to the point where night is... It just doesn't matter. Like, it's cool. I still enjoy the mechanic. I like it. And, like, they added a lot more. I think what really happened is they realized that no one went out at night in the first game, so they really gave you some real incentive to do it in this game. There are, like, little... Uh, there are certain activities that are like they even in the game are called night activities because the zombies will start roaming at night if they're if you go during the day it will be like absolutely fucking packed with zombies so like you don't necessarily want to go and try and fight them all during the day so you have to come back at night sort of thing for it to be easier so they like really kind of tried to incentivize it a little more they still have extra xp but i think they went a little too far in that and made it so it just really doesn't fucking matter and you can just be out at night and as long as you're not scared of the dark it's fine like that's kind of it but in kind of a comparison to the first one like i kind of said the zombies were kind of a set piece in that game but like a lot of it like the spoiler alert i suppose for dying light one again you've had some time to play it uh, but spoiler alert, if you want it, uh, the whole point of that is they're going to nuke the city and you have to escape first, but they're nuking it because of a zombie apocalypse. 
and they're trying to contain the zombie apocalypse so it doesn't spread anywhere. So, like, even though the zombies aren't the antagonist, they are still the driving force of the plot. Now, Dying Light 2 is literally even subtitled Stay Human. So keep that in mind when I kind of give this criticism of it. It feels like less of a zombie game than Dying Light 1 did. I'd say like somewhere between like a third to maybe half of the enemies you fight are zombies, and they have a lot of human factions in the game that you're going to be fighting a decent amount of the time as well. Because in Dying Light 2, obviously it takes place after Dying Light 1, uh, it's more of a set-up world again. There are We're told that there are a, co- a handful of cities that still remain and they're all fucking struggling. Everything in between is a dead zone of radiation and just hordes of zombies that you have to get through. Uh, and that's what we kind of learn about the world as it is now. The infection is completely taken over, all of that. Um, but not a lot of the issues center around zombies. Like, the driving point of that game is your character was captured by a, a, a bad doctor uh, to run tests on about zombie infection. So, like, it is tied to that. But, like, at least up until where I am in the game, and I have, like, a decent amount of time in that game so far, I'd guess I'm at least over, decently over halfway through. The driving point of that game is to find your sister. Which is fine. Totally fine story for the game. I enjoy the story of Dying Light 2. But it doesn't feel like zombies are the driving point. It feels like zombies are literally a set piece. They are just there because this is a zombie game, and that's it. Where in Dying Light 1, they made a difference. That was the whole point of the game as you were going through and clearing things. Everything was still focused on the zombies, not the human aspects of the game. But like I said, Dying Light 2 is subtitled Stay Human. I think they really wanted to focus on the more storytelling post-apocalyptic world in like human aspect of a zombie apocalypse which i can also appreciate of course but i just feel like it's kind of less of a zombie game at that point and just a game with zombies you know what i mean yeah like yeah i i think like what you're trying to say is like uh sort of like a floor is lava situation uh like the zombies are on the floor so you just stay off the floor the zombies exactly. are yes yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the zombies are like in the street so okay stay on top of the buildings you know yeah just don't be on the street yeah. exactly yep yeah so I, I get, I get very that. much agree with that and like i think they're both good 100 percent. i still back both of them and would recommend purchasing either of them if you like zombie games but if you really want that like zombie driving feel i would recommend dying light one a lot more than dying light two for sure that and dying light two still kind of touchy but we're not talking about dying light two on a mechanical level we're talking about it on a zombie level so i'll leave those i'll leave those out for now so the next game i want to talk about is xcom specifically xcom 2 and i i know what you're thinking you're you're thinking ian you've you've finally fucking lost it uh xcom is not a zombies game it's an alien game you fucking idiot and you're correct mostly in the dlc for xcom 2 war of the chosen 
it added a faction called the Lost. Now, this is a group of, and again, I'll preface that I haven't finished War of the Chosen, because, like, fuck, it's so hard and so long. But um, they introduced the Lost, which are, like, mutated humans that, like, they're not zombies, they're the Lost, but, like, they're shambling, mutated, mindless corpses that attack anything that's in front of them and can be killed with a headshot. It's a fucking zombie. Like, yeah. call it what you want, but it's a zombie. And they introduced a very unique mechanic that I liked, especially um, just a brief breakdown of it. XCOM is a, a turn-based strategy game. Deploy your squad of, like, up to six troops and fight a bunch of aliens. But uh, uh, when they brought in the Lost, they put in a headshot uh, mechanic called Headshot, which normally you have your just standard shoot action, has a percent chance to hit on given enemy based on certain circumstances cover what the enemy is shit like that but headshot is like a 90 to 95 to 100 percent chance accurate action an accurate shot because it's just a shambling fucking corpse in normally shooting loses an action point your uh soldiers all only have so many action points per turn but if you get a headshot and get the kill it restores your action point. So as long as you have ammunition in your magazine, which every character, of course, has a limited number of rounds before they have to reload, you can just keep fucking popping zombies, or the lost, one after another. And I feel like that was just like a very interesting take on it. And this faction where normally it's you versus enemy. The Lost really brought in a very interesting dynamic where they don't care about the protagonist and then they're not going to touch the aliens. They're not going to touch the villain. They're mindless and want to eat. They will go to the nearest thing to them and smack it as hard as they fucking can. And that, in XCOM specifically, when they come in, because they have like a random chance to come in on any given mission it can really throw a fucking wrench in your plans and, like, you really then have to, like, tactically avoid them and things like that, even though they're just nothing when it really comes down to it. They barely do any damage until you get to the, of course, bigger mutated variants of them, as we see in other zombie games. But, like, it really did a lot to mix up the gameplay of that game. And, on again, on my top point... I don't think there's another thing that you could slot into that role that really does that. Like, even if you had uh, waves of mind-controlled humans by the aliens, which some of them can mind-control you and can mind-control your soldiers and do things like that, and that's the worst, and I hate it, especially because in XCOM 2, that was the default fucking enemy that could mind-control you. But again, besides the point, that's just me venting my uh, grievances with XCOM 2. Um... That wouldn't be the same because then it wouldn't, they wouldn't attack the aliens, they would only come and attack you. So, like, the fact that it's just open like that, like, is a very different feel to it that, again, I really enjoy and don't think you can find necessarily with other enemy types, which is why I, again, just really find zombies so interesting. It's such an interesting dynamic to them. Yeah, that's cool. I, I think the, the idea that the, the lost are just, actually just aggroed on the closest thing doesn't inherently make the game harder 
and it doesn't inherently no i agree help you either it's just like yep they're here now and you have to deal with it uh unless your enemy's closer then you have until the enemy uh either moves away or dies until you have to deal with it and that's pretty cool yeah, it was just a very good good change up to the formula, and that's what I I kind of like with zombies. Like it allows changes to formula, even though they are very similar, in a lot of their things and how they operate. But that's again, I all of these games up until now, I definitely recommend. And we're gonna we got one more until I uh, get into the ones that I don't recommend. Uh, the last one we're honestly not going to talk about that much, and as much as I've been preaching how much I love zombies, uh, this feels sacrilegious to say, I've only played, like, half of Resident Evil 4, because if we're being honest, the actual, real, granddaddy of zombie games is the Resident Evil franchise, and I don't think that's really, like an argument to have like i don't if we didn't have resident evil as what it was i don't think we would have a lot of the zombie games that we do now and that's a completely different play style from any of the games that i've talked about so far fuck half of resident evil games are puzzles when it comes down to it but like i said i haven't really i haven't really played them because i'm a little bitch boy as i stated before and uh i'm i'm scared of them to be <laughs> perfectly honest i don't watch horror movies i don't enjoy it so like going for something like that isn't really my thing <laughs> necessarily but like i said without a doubt it absolutely defined the zombie video game genre and spawned a great series of movies don't fucking at me they're good the first three are definitely good. The back ones are still good, but not as good. But very much besides the point. Don't fight me on it. They're good movies. Um, it has some of the most... They The game series has some of the most, like, memorable villains, not only of, like, zombie games, but of, like, games in general, kind of. Like, even if you've never played a Resident Evil game... You've probably heard of Nemesis, and you m more than likely have heard of Mr. X, who are the two big, like, chase-you-down boys throughout those games. Like, I don't know much about them, but, like, if I hear the word STARS, I get fucking terrified, because <laughs> I know that a big, scary boy is chasing me right now, and I'm not a huge fan of it. Or, like, the classic sign that I'm very willing to bet that any gamer that's born after the, that isn't born after the year 2000 knows about uh, the dog scene from the hallway in the first Resident Evil game. Like, that is an iconic, scary scene in gaming history. Like, that is, that was like, calling it a pivotal point is fucking stupid, but like, everyone knows that one that's like one of the scenes that anyone knows about even if you haven't played resident evil unless they're making you into a jill sandwich of course which that's again different but that's a real dumb quote from the first game as well uh but they just have any number of things that are just like absolutely fucking terrifying and i think even though i haven't played them and i think it's to the credit of that I haven't played them is that they set just an incredible atmosphere 
an ambiance around these games. The music, the sounds, the visuals, everything ties together to create just a very, very immersive, very good zombie and horror experience together. So, like, like I said, I don't really know about them, but, like, I can't make an episode about zombies and in good conscience not talk about Resident Evil at all. That just feels wrong. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the only thing that I can really contribute to this conversation is that I know the way that they handle resources in uh, the games is how, in my opinion, zombie resources should be. Uh, that should be, like, one of the problems with the game. Uh, I'm sorry, not a problem with the game. A problem that the protagonist of the game faces is... I don't have enough bullets to kill an entire horde of zombies. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, the apocalypse. Nobody's making any more bullets. Uh, so yep. you got to find some. Uh, and also, a cute side note is that my dad played the first Resident Evil uh, when it came out on one of the early PlayStations. And my mom would watch him play and draw a map for all of the rooms that he went in when he was like doing the puzzles and stuff uh i love that the camera angle was like a huge issue back then uh because yeah, it, was, it was it was focused always looking like down the hallway or whatever uh so yeah it was like a weird not isometric it was just very yeah strange it was just how they handled yeah it. yeah so uh <laughs> for my dad he had trouble uh remembering like which ways to go so my mom like on uh grid paper would draw like his route that he's taken and help him navigate and i think that's hilarious i love that that's so fucking great uh but let's move on to stuff that you don't like about zombies yeah so these i have a couple very key issues when it comes to certain zombie games and one of them i've kind of talked about already a little bit and you kind of have as well and that's when the living are involved in your zombie games uh and now i'm not talking about you can't have npcs because then you run into fallout 76 on launch when you just don't have any npcs and yes i will eventually defend fallout 76 to the best of my abilities but that will be a, a different episode um but I mean in the ways of you now have human enemies that you have to fight. Now, that makes sense in a zombie game. You're not going to be the only human left, realistically, which could be an interesting story. But let's be honest, it isn't the story of most zombie games. Or zombie media in general, realistically. Um, but this can start to become an issue... Especially to me, I notice it in the gunplay of your of those games most of the time, where, kind of like you said, like a headshot will kill a human every time. One bullet to the head will kill a human, but it won't necessarily one shot a zombie if you hit him in the head, and that's kind of fucked. And like that can really like break your suspension of disbelief. That's something that I noticed in the second Dead Island game. Uh, especially because you got guns very quickly into that game. So, like, you'd have, like, a really weak pistol or something, and it would still one-shot a, a a guy that you're shooting at, but then you go and pop six rounds into a zombie's head, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Like, why are these rules different when they should be exactly the same, and, like, the zombies should always do that. And, like, but then it gets to a point of, like, well, 
we have this big cool boss zombie, but he's still a zombie. You can't just kill him in one shot. That's no fun. And like, I understand that for like certain gameplay elements. But like, there are a lot of times when I've noticed it where it just doesn't make sense both mechanically and out of game. Like, I'm just going like, what? Why is it like this? And it's just, it just feels really dumb every once in a while. I feel like a lot of games kind of avoid that to a decent degree but every once in a while it just really stands out to me and bugs me yeah uh i want to weigh in on this because i think it captures like a huge issue uh with with zombie games and media in general um Mm -hmm. usually in a zombie game the protagonist is a human and the antagonist is a horde of zombies how resilient the zombies are compared to the human characters or your character is uh never going to be what i think should be realistic Uh, a zombie should be frail if you hit him in the head right like Mm -hmm. you usually the way that zombies are explained is like there's something that takes over the brain or uh, you know, the nervous system or something like that. So you shut that off and you shut off the zombie and it, it stays down. Um, yep. When that stops being the case is when I have a hard time with uh, with zombie games and, like, really caring about it because now it just feels like, uh, you know, Call of Duty zombies. It feels like uh, the issue that I have with Skyrim's difficulty. Um, the other thing is, is if you are getting... Um, hit by a zombie like three or four or five times uh and you're just like sort of fine it's also like what the fuck uh because like you know zombies are not like boxing you they're like slamming into you with no care for breaking yeah breaking themselves against you so like those are gonna be hard hits yeah and like it, it feels weird to say it, but, like, both the zombie and the human should be incredibly frail and take few hits to to die, uh, which mm-hmm. is, like, not something that zombie games really uh, achieves. Um, and I don't think the majority of people want it to achieve that, but, like, that's one of the issues that I yes. have with it. I completely agree, and there's a game I'm going to bring up in a second that I think really captures that, and... As much as we both agree that that is an issue in games, it's for gameplay reasons. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, you're right. I don't disagree with that at all. Like, no, the only thing in there I disagreed with is I don't think a lot of zombie games have zombies as the antagonist. Except, like, kind of The Last of Us, but they're also debatably zombies. That's a whole other issue. I haven't played The Last of Us, and I don't think you have either, so neither of us are fucking qualified to talk on it. Um, But yeah, I completely fucking agree with that. But when you get to, like, hyper-realism, it kind of gets fucked in the other way, because that's just not a fun game to play anymore, unfortunately, as much as we think we want that. Uh, I'll, I'll just talk about that one now, actually. So, there's a game that I'm sure you don't remember, because nobody does, called Zombie U. This was a game on the Wii U. Uh, everyone's favorite console. Everyone loved that shit. Um, 
And that was billed as, like, a realistic zombie game. It was billed in a way of, if you get hit, you are a, you're not one character, you are a rotating cast of characters. If you get hit, maybe you could take, like, a couple hits, because I didn't, like I said, I didn't play that game this much. I played it at a friend's house, and both of us went, wow, this is shit. This is a bad game. Which also comes down to the design of the game, not necessarily, like, the zombie aspects of it. It just wasn't a mechanically sound game either. But it was one or two hits, and you would die. You would die, you would drop all of your items, and when you went back, say you wanted to go back and pick up your items, there would be a zombie there that was your old character. So, like, that was taking, like, a pretty cool, realistic turn on it that when I heard about this game, I was incredibly excited for i remember being really fucking hyped for this game and then never owning a wii u so i couldn't do it but one of the other big like selling points of it is that you the wii u obviously had like the gamepad with the touchscreen and everything so if you were say picking a lock that task would be on your touchscreen but you would still have full view of your character on the TV or whatever you were playing on. So you would have to like be picking the lock and watching the screen to like make sure nothing's coming at you. Which like, again, sounds really cool. And I don't think that was as much of the issue with the game. But like, they just, in my opinion, took realism too far to the point where they made it not fun. I almost wanted to talk about DayZ here as well. But let's be honest, Daisy isn't even a zombies game. It's a PvP game. Yeah. Zombies yeah. are so much of an afterthought in that game that it's it doesn't even fucking matter. It feels like. And I've again played very little of that game, but like from all of the media I've seen around it, it's like rust, but it happens to have zombies. In no building, of course, but like that it feels like the PvP is the element of that game. All you the joke of that game is you spawn in or jump by four people with AKs and they make you get on your knees, put a bag over your head, and drink bleach. Yeah. Zombies aren't the thing killing you in Daisy 95% of the time. Just because there aren't any. I have played some Daisy and I've seen maybe a dozen zombies as I played it. They're like not that big of a deal in that game. It doesn't feel like at all. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take a little counter stance here. Not about Zombie U, because who fucking cares? If you, I'd say, fight me on it if you want. I don't even care about that one. We're, I'm gonna talk about realism uh, in in terms of zombies. I think that there could be a very successful game that captures uh, a realistic zombie experience with uh, real world uh, realism. Um, Escape from Tarkov style ballistics with like the most widely widely accepted uh, zombie uh, image would be like really cool. I think story wise, you could take it in like any direction, and the game would just be fucking hard. It would be like one of those games where like the community's like. Yeah, you have to be a fucking masochist to play this game. Uh, I hate it. Um, I would not recommend it. it. Like the the Steam review of the game is like the red thumbs down. Uh, would not recommend. Played nine hundred hours. hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I agree with like that. Yeah. A, a realistic 
game where like there's focus put on ballistics um there's uh ever present danger of like a zombie that would fucking kill you if it hits you uh i think it'd be cool to have like let's say zombie scratch is how you uh turn into a zombie so like a zombie touches you you're scratched now you're infected uh Mm. and then that character dies it's like a roguelike maybe and you know i think there could be like a very successful game like that Zombie, you done right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, much. yeah. Maybe if they just like, actually made that a good game, yeah. I think there's there's got to be a lot of effort put into um, making something unrealistic realistic. Like zombies don't exist. Um, yeah, I agree. Yes. Uh, so how do you keep them grounded in reality and not bullet spongy? Um, I, I think mm-hmm. you would have to have you would have to hit them in the head, uh, because otherwise you're just like putting rounds through, uh, like a ballistic. Du- yeah, so mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. Could even make it PvP, um, where like there's a chance you run into somebody else and then they can fuck you up and steal your shit. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think I think I think realism and zombie games don't have to be separate. I will say... I don't think they have to. Yes, I agree with that. I will say that the games in the zombie genre that do uh, find success, for those games, they have to be separate. Like Call of Duty, Left 4 Dead, um, you know, Dying Light. You don't want... All of those games, you don't want to die in one zombie hit because realistically, you're going to get hit a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, And so that's because it's like horde based uh i think it'd be cool still i mean i'd absolutely love to see it i i think my issue isn't necessarily with realism it's when they're trying to push it in the wrong directions of realism i guess would be a better way to say yeah i I mean like how do you make a zombie game realistic is the other thing yeah because like i'm i'm someone that like when i find a new world new new setting like not zombies like when i became a 40k addict when i became a very short-term malifo addict um all of those i am very much of the mindset of i want to know how this world works i want to know why things operate as they do uh it's why i rail on harry potter probably more than i should because jk rowling doesn't know how to build a world <laughs> at all she just doesn't hey, can hey. she tell a story yes she can tell a story. She can't build a world. We'll de- oh, if we want to have a real debate, I'll fight you on Harry Potter. No, I'm just Potter. saying we're not turning this episode into a Harry Potter hate episode. We're oh, already okay. very long. No, no, no. That'll be, that'll be a later. That'll be down the road. Perfect. But I... So when, like, you have that in zombie, zombie games of, like, I just want to know why things are happening that way. Like, if it's not, like I said, like, there's a lot of, like, oh, your protagonist doesn't turn why Uh, because and it's like yeah fuck you okay like sure all right like i have to accept this because there is no realistic way that you in that world you could like really justify it i'm gonna go on i'm gonna i'm gonna slightly spoil my points dead island actually fucking does 
It's sick. I learned that today as I was reading about it. But, like, yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of be careful with your realism is what I yeah. guess I'm saying. Because, like, you can hit a certain point of, like, wait, you went so realistic that it now doesn't make sense. You've gone too far now, you know? Yeah. So my last, my last issue, before I get into my actual final point, which is the defense of Dead Island, is not technically an issue with zombie games, but I feel like there was a real oversaturation of zombie media for, like, a while. Yeah. Like how we kind of rotate through our favorite enemy of the decade. It was zombies for, like, probably longer than it should have been and i think people kind of got sick of it yeah i mean walking dead like biggest tv Mm. show at the time zombies uh you know call of duty zombies call of duty being like the biggest game for a while uh yeah i mean these things happen yeah so i think like that's it's not like a fair thing to call out it's not a criticism with zombies by any means but it's like i think a bad thing that kind of happened to them that isn't their fault but like that's just how that's just how media is produced in this country yeah it just kind of happens that way like i went through like the new resident evil village enemy types and like literally none of them were just like a stock zombie like, you would find, like, don't get me wrong, like, Resident Evil 4, they weren't technically zombies, they were infected by the Los Plagas virus, but, like, they acted and looked like zombies. That didn't seem to be true in the new Resident Evil game. They were using, like, a lot of vampires and werewolves and things, which is, don't get me wrong, super cool, I love vampires and werewolves, but if I'm thinking Resident Evil, I'm thinking zombies, and it's so weird to me that there doesn't seem to be zombies in a resident evil game yeah i think the other thing that we got to realize is that um when there is like this oversaturation people look for uh a new way to represent zombies and a lot of it doesn't work yeah um yeah and so it's like a lot of games are like falling flat and then you have the the other issue is um, certain games can always uh, can always be played, and it's just a matter of the newest one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to use Call of Duty here as an example because they spit one out every fucking year. Um, yep. And I think Zombies hasn't had the chance to just uh, as a genre be made in a way where it's just yeah this is the newest zombie games where it's just made for the new generation of consoles or hardware or software engines or uh you know it it, there's there's no remake uh uh market because there's people that are wanting to make their own zombie games and their own zombie games don't have an identity outside of a zombie game and that's kind of sad to say, but, like, people out there that are making zombie games yeah. are like, this is just another zombie game. Yeah, like, even Back for Blood, which is outside of Dying Light 2, like, realistically the most recent zombie game, 
it's kind of just left for dead with extra steps. Yeah. When you really boil it down, not even when you really boil it down in the like state it's in, like you don't even have to simplify it. It's just left for dead with extra steps. So like there, you're right. There it hasn't been a lot of like room to breathe or like innovation in the genre in a while. Like I'd say Left 4 Dead 2 is like different than a lot of the zombie games out there. But if you're going to say that one of the games revolutionized it and, like, innovated, it's not Left 4 Dead 2, it's Left 4 Dead 1. Right. Left 4 Dead 1 did the thing where parkour and the free running and everything like that was, like, a major, major part of that game. So, like, you can't even say that Left 4 Dead 2, like, ca- is capitalizing on it. They did good with it. They did. They made very good improvements to the system. But, like, it's not new anymore. It's just the same thing they did before. Yeah. No- and now I think we're going to come... To the black sheep of zombie games. Dead on. Go ahead. So, honestly, this is genuinely one of my favorite games of all time. Especially the first one, Dead Island Riptide, is also a good game. That is the second game in the series. Um, But, like, for real, I have a very special place in my heart for Dead Island. Um, Now, one of the... One of the two very big issues that people had with this game is that it kind of felt like an 18-hour-long movie. If you just, like, kind of go through the main story, it is cutscene after cutscene after longer cutscene after longer fucking cutscene, and it starts to fucking drag if you're doing side content and stuff and like mixing it up and pacing yourself it's a little bit better but that doesn't change the fact that there is a lot of dialogue there is a lot of listening and there depending on how you play there might not be as much killing zombies as actively as you want and that's fair i can't fight that criticism uh one of the other big ones is um i will still say that the Dead Island launch trailer is one of the best video game trailers ever fucking made. I will die on that hill. It got me so fucking excited for that game, and it kept me excited throughout the entire time I played that game. However, I know that a lot of people saw that trailer and then felt very let down by the game that was delivered. And I'm talking the cinematic... uh, trailer not the gameplay trailer in this case where the whole thing i don't know if you remember it from like i remember seeing it on tv where it was a whole scenario uh played out in reverse of a young girl yeah yes her yes yeah remember how fucking good that trailer was that like i think really got hype way too high for that game i think that really really put that game into the forefront of people's mind and when it came out as it did i don't think people were necessarily happy with it so i think they were already starting out on kind of a back foot on this game based off of that alone yeah so this now, this trailer is the one where cool. it's like the girl has to kill her dad that's like the first scene and it rewinds and it's like the dad's fighting off the mom and she bites him, right? And then it rewinds, yep. and it's, like, all three of them running from zombies, and, like, the mom trips and falls or some shit, and she 
you know, gets infected and the dad helps her up. Uh, and it's like, that's, that's how it progresses and it like rewinds and then, yeah. Yeah. It's also the one that, oh God, it ended, I believe it ended with the scene. Oh wait, no, sorry. Not of a little girl hanging, but it's the dead Island where the eye is, I believe it was like the dad hanging himself after all of that. And after his wife and daughter, like it was a powerful fucking trailer it really was yeah and I'll, I'll be honest and say that like it's hard for me to like point out and kind of find flaws with this game both because at this point i've played it a rather long time ago but also like to be perfectly honest i was not super heavily involved in internet culture in 2011 when it launched like yeah i was on the internet but i was looking up things i needed and playing flash games like i wasn't i wasn't like on reddit i wasn't like seeing any discourse about this game so i was just like i loved this game and it was great and then i found out that people fucking hated it and i was like oh oh wait am i wrong because i love this game a lot i just have like a very special place in my heart for it so it's a, a, a little weird for me to like find them and like like go and backdate to like the criticisms people had from literally 11 years ago at this point in time <laughs> or like a little under it so like it's a little tough but like I know people don't like this game um, but there are a couple kind of small flaws but then we're going to talk about just like why I love this game so much um now, the first flaw that I think is that so many of the quests felt just the, the fucking same. Just like, oh, hey, we need to go do this. Go find a key. Oh, oh wait, the way to the key is locked. Go find the new way in. Oh, wait, there's a horde of zombies there. Wait, no, get the third way in. Okay, we got the key. Go back to the quest giver. Oh, the quest giver got captured. Fuck, go free the quest giver. Okay, quest complete next quest and it's the same thing maybe in a different order and like that got fucking tiresome especially because a lot of the quests were so long and had so many steps like that it got fucking draining after a while but like i still enjoyed it i enjoyed the gameplay around it but like it just meant that i played it in smaller chunks instead of 13 hours in a fucking day as a high schooler. Right. Um, that That's, like, honestly the biggest <laughs> thing that I had with it. That uh, was my, like, biggest issue with that game. And, like, yeah, the cutscenes got a little annoying, but I enjoyed the story of that game. So it didn't bug me all that much, but I 100% understand where it would bug someone. And I don't remember if they're skippable or not. And if they're not skippable, I understand it a lot fucking more. For fucking shit. Yeah. Um, but, like, things like that and, like, that kind of quest design are, like, all over games still. So, like, it's something to call out for sure because it's an issue that I think the industry has. But it's certainly one that's in this game as well. So, like, like I said, that's, like, my biggest gripe with it, realistically. So, to move on to the things that I really, really like about this game. Firstly, I really liked all of the main characters that you could play as. Of Sam B. A name I'm going to mispronounce. Um, 
Jean May. I'm sorry to everyone that knows how to pronounce that. I don't. Um, Logan Carter and Perna Jackson. And I I only played as Zambi because he fits my playstyle very well. He is a blunt weapons expert that has the most health in the game, so you can go smack things very hard and not die as, e as easily. So he's who I played as, and I found him to be the most interesting. Um, but all of them felt very unique, not only in their personality, where... Uh, Logan Carter was an alcoholic fucking baseball player that I believe broke his wrist and was therefore partying on Benoit, the fictional island that this took place on when the zombie outbreak hit. Sam B is a rapper in the world who, this is, I didn't mention it during when I talked about Dying Light 2 because I wanted to talk about it during Dead Island. Um, in the opening of Dying Light 2, I didn't realize that Techland made both of those games. I thought Deep Silver made uh, Dead Island, which they did. They produced it, but Techland worked on it as well. You, the first like house you get to in Dying Light 2 mm -hmm. has a record player. And Sam B's big song that I have listened to unironically in my free time many, many times over the years since I've played this game is called Who Do You Voodoo? Brackets bitch um and on the record player that album is there and your main character aiden makes a comment about it and the fact that that was included genuinely almost made me fucking cry because i have such love for dead island and especially that song in particular because it was like a gold album like it like went fucking huge so i was like oh my god that hits her home just so fucking hard to me which also gives a big rise or a big confirmation bias to my statement that i always like to make of dead island walked so dying light could run because dying light is just what dead island should have been realistically like I've I've said that uh, Pokemon the new Pokemon Arceus feels like a really good tech demo for the next game that they're gonna release. That's what Dead Island felt like. They're like, you've got something there. The combat feels pretty good, but it needs something else. And they were like, what if we put some fucking parkour in this? And then we got Dying Light. And Dying Light's an absolutely fantastic game. Where Dead Island is still very good, but it's it's just not quite there if I'm really being honest with myself about it, like, it needed something else, and then they did Yeah. So I think that it's just the better version of the game, even though I still have a very deep love of Dead Island. Um, so back to the characters and how they're kind of unique in their own way. Like I said, they're all, they're all like, pretty different people, just for, like, a storytelling perspective. Um, but they also have different skill trees, so... Sam B is your blunt weapons expert. The uh, May is your bladed weapons expert. Logan Carter is thrown weapons because, like I said, he was a baseball pitcher. Um, and Perna is with firearms. So this gives all of them like a really unique way to build. Not necessarily to build because they only have like one build in their character, but like it gives you a choice of like I really want like blunt weapons and want to use those, or like I really yeah, it's a play style unintended. And, yeah, and they did just, like, a really good job with that for being a zombie game. Like, I I guess I just kind of wasn't expecting it, necessarily. 
But, like, I feel like they really did a very good job differentiating them, and even though you can obviously always use any weapon type as any character, like, being able to, like, really have your bonuses and, like, do a lot better with those, like, felt pretty good. But the biggest thing that I liked out of Dead Island, outside of the story, which, like I said, I did enjoy is just the transformation that your character goes through as the game progresses. When you start out, you just kind of like, you're, one of your boys is getting attacked, or one of the other survivors is getting attacked, and you just pick an ore up off the beach of the island you're on, and you just start smacking zombies. And it breaks, and it's shit, and it's not very good, and you're going to get fucked a lot. But as you keep going, you start getting better and better gear. And you start, like, really getting kitted out. And you start modding up your weapons. And they're doing increased knockback. Shocking the zombies. And, like, spreading to all the other ones. Like, you really... Kind of like I said in COD Zombies. I want to feel like a god in these games. By the end of it. I don't want to start out feeling that way. I want to feel that build to power. And I feel like Dead Island really captured that in a very good way consistent way even to the point where when you start that game and you start killing zombies your character is like freaked out kind of screaming like they're definitely like worried about this by the end of it they're literally quipping and spitting out one-liners because they're just so confident in killing zombies and like that's just such a cool like minor detail that like really shows that they put a lot of care into making sure that this makes sense in like your character is growing outside of like the story itself and it was just such a really good part of it that i really really liked and you felt by the end other than the final boss which was genuinely fucking difficult um like you really felt so strong at the end of that game like you'd really you look like the stereotypical fucking survivor that's the godsend out of like a zombie movie and it just felt so fucking good oh and to the point of uh we don't necessarily like the trope of you're immune because you're immune turns out uh i didn't know this and found out researching it today the reason that your four characters are immune to the virus is because they have O negative blood. Nice. Which does mean that any any person in that world with O negative blood is not affected by the virus. Which, like, is that kind of wacky? Yeah, for sure. But, like, I love that even though I didn't know it, it just gives me another level of appreciation for this game. Like... They didn't just want to go with the, oh, we don't feel like explaining that you're immune because it'd be a pain in the ass if you weren't immune. Like, they really gave it an actual reason that, like, I mean, that's, like, almost somewhat grounded in reality, depending on how a zombie outbreak spreads, of course. But, like, if it was a blood thing, like, that's, like, not an impossible idea to think that, like, a certain blood type would, like, prevent you from it. Because it's... What it is, is that, not that you don't get it, it's that you're a passive carrier. Gotcha. So you still have it in you, it just doesn't affect you. And I just really liked that. <laughs> that That's so cool that they, like, really put that dedication to, like, detail of it, even though, like, it doesn't matter. They could have copped out, like, every other fucking zombie game, but they, they just didn't. 
and I appreciate it. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, But like I said, uh, this is... I love it. I will always have a place in my heart for this game. But I'm glad we have Dying Light. Dying Light is the polished version of this game that works so much better. And after playing Dying Light 1 and 2, like I said, I really think that Dead Island walked so those games could run and really take off and use that framework and structure that they set out and just really hone it and bring it in and honestly in my opinion make two of the best zombie experiences in the market if you're looking for a story-based zombie game and i think that Techland deserves all of my praise, unless they did some really horrible shit that I'm unaware of, and then I don't back them. <laughs> for making these games, uh, I think Techland did just an absolutely incredible job in all three of them. But yeah, I think that they they really just culminate to be like three of my favorite zombie games when it really comes down to it, even though I can admit the flaws with Dead Island, it will always keep a very special place in my heart especially because of their absolutely incredible trailer. But that, I believe, wraps up my two-hour rant on zombies and why I absolutely love them so fucking much. And I'm sure I didn't convince you of anything, but I hope I gave you some new... No, not even a little. Some new (laughs) ideas to work with of, like, the zombies community does hear criticisms and they are at least trying to change and make it a little more enticing for the everyman. And they're like, they're working on it and getting, I think they might be getting closer. to. If it. I get to the point, uh, where I am playing games, uh, you know, sporadically and I want something where I get to, uh, I get to win every time, and uh, the challenge is, you know, always going to be the same. Then I'll pick up a, a zombie game. But yeah, I I don't know, man. They're just they're just not that good to me. I just kind of puts me asleep. Uh, I mean, I get it. I don't understand why you play League and Tarkov. But like, well, Tarkov's kind of shit right now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then I don't understand why you play League still. Take your fucking okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. League's pretty shit too. Uh, so you know, this episode You're just a fucking mess. <laughs> this Jesus. this episode started as uh, an actual breakdown of zombie games and what ian loves about them and what i don't like about them and it ended as a love letter to dying light one two and dead island uh this has been the bad tutors podcast uh we will be getting out more episodes in the future again we did not die uh we are just depressed and procrastinators uh that is there any future episodes that uh, you want to commit to right now? Because I do have one myself. Um, unless I get back into Malifaux, but I don't think I have anything off the top of my head. Gotcha. All right. So um, I will be running through um, Urza 
and Mishra from Magic the Gathering. Because we just had uh, Neon Kamigawa, or Neon Dynasty Kamigawa, release for Magic the Gathering. Uh, The next Mm -hmm. set is Streets of New Capenna, which is Demon Gangsters. Uh, And the set following that is called uh, The Brothers War, which takes back Mm -hmm. way, way back in Magic history. I think the set that captured The Brothers War... Um, was Antiquities or maybe like it hasn't even really been covered and Antiquities oh. was just like finding antiques from the Brothers War so we're, we're doing a time mm. jump thing again uh, with Magic we're going back in time to see the Brothers War play out uh, which I'm super excited about um, should be interesting yeah. I have some ideas for what mechanics we're going to see um spoiler alert it's a lot of fucking artifacts uh yes let's fucking go um i want to tell you about who urza is because he's going to be playing a huge part um mm. mishra is urza's brother who i'm also going to talk about and uh i'm going to uh i'm going to sort of recap what happens in the book, The Brothers War. And I wanted to get a physical copy, but it's like $700 because it is printed so oh. scarcely. God, everything in magic is so fucking yeah. expensive. So uh, I'm going to buy a digital copy off of Amazon for like 6 bucks, and I'm going to read it and then uh, sort of give the cliff notes of it. And then all right, all right. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And... Uh, hopefully get you excited for some more artifacts because uh i'm always excited for more <laughs> artifacts because if there's one thing always. that i know you'll do uh or one thing that'll get you playing commander is a new artifact deck yeah really <laughs> so. that'll that'll always get me back into it new artifacts go burr makes me happy so until then uh with bad tutors podcast my name is tyler I'm Ian, and we will hopefully be back to you next week with another new episode. Oh, man, put me on a tight timeline. All right. I am. Next week. Oh, we'll see you guys together. next week or six months. Who knows? Or six months. It might be a bit. Like, let's not put a hard cap on it yet or anything like that. But with that, have a great night, and you might hear from us soon. Stay safe.